Hello and welcome to the re-release of our podcast for 2018's Bald Move Award winning film, Annihilation. Annihilation. Two is, so you put four H's in that word. How did that happen? I did. There's three N's, a six H's. I, <laughs> I don't know. It got away from me. Uh, it is, in fact, a runner-up for Mega Baldy winner. Uh, next week we're going to re release our actual winner, uh, and it's it's an older film. It's been four years, so I, I imagine a lot of people will be hearing it for the first time. I'm excited to announce that. But today we're talking about Annihilation. It's a weird, haunting, scary, beautiful film. Yeah. But if you're not a club member, this is your first opportunity to hear our full spoiler t- take on the film. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, as mentioned in the previous two weeks, this year marks our sixth annual Baldies Awards, and we're using the lead up to this year's Bald Move Awards to crown Mega Baldies from winners of the previous five years. In the last two weeks, we did Bald Mega winners of comedy and best male actor. This week, we're going to take on the immense task of trying to pick a bald mega woman for the uh, best actor the past five years. Holy hell, it's going to be tough. I've looked at the lineup. Whoo! Uh, the Baldies will be coming out in February. Keep on the watch for listener choice polling. Uh, we'll be announcing the links for that in the next few weeks uh, on the podcast, on Twitter, that kind of thing. So be on the lookout there if you want your voice to be heard in selecting the very best of 2020 pop culture and entertainment. Uh, let's talk about best female actor. Mm-hmm. Female. Uh, I thought it was somewhat hard to pick out male actors, um, but. Check this lineup. 2015, Regina King won as Erica from The Leftovers Season 2. 2016, Tandy Newton, Tandy Newton, Tandy Newton uh, won as Maeve from Westworld Season 1. 2017, Carrie Coon got the nod uh, for her portrayal of Nora Durst on The Leftovers Season 3. Amy Adams as Camille on Sharp Objects, uh, one for 2018. And 2019, Maggie Gil- Gyllenhaal uh, as Eileen Candy Merrill from The Deuce Season 3. These are all great shows and great performances. And unlike some of the um, the male actors where, like, you know, Jared Harris uh, and Anthony, I, I had trouble articulating, like, what was great in every one of their performances. Um, I r- very vividly remember every one of these these performances. What What do you think? You got any early thoughts, Jim? Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I remember these uh, pretty much all of these. I, I went and did a refresher on the leftover stuff because I, I still needed a refresh. Like, OK, which season is which performance? Um, my initial thought is I, my heart's leaning Carrie Coon as Nora Durst for Leftover Season 3 my head is leaning Maggie Gyllenhaal uh, as Candy from The Deuce, Eileen gosh I feel like it's a three way race between Regina, Carrie, and Amy um, yeah, Regina's part is not nearly as big as some of these others Um she does a great job this with it. It's true. just like she outdueled Carrie Coon in season two of the leftovers. But, yeah, uh, that wasn't a very good. Nor in season three. Season. And, and that's true. Ah, I mean, it was a good season it, for her. It, 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 just it wasn't have, as maybe uh, yeah, central. Yeah, like a season three or season one, especially. Whereas Miss King uh, on season three really only got to bounce on a trampoline with Nora. Yeah, which was memorable. But uh, I. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's between those two. Um, 
And I don't know, because like, here's the thing, like uh, Carrie Coon and Nora Durst, a season three of The Leftovers is a, a bit of an emeritus award because she had been knocking it out of the park for three seasons. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, th- this was a, a very Nora, not Nora centric, but she had a ton of shit to do. A uh, ton of ton of beautiful performances uh, kind of carried uh, a lot of the finale of the leftovers. I mean, it's right in her name. That's what she does. She comes in, yeah, she carries right. the rest of the actress. <laughs> you're, you're like, Coon? What the fuck does this? Ha-? Okay, okay, yeah, okay, right, yeah. Uh, so if you don't, so, so um, I, I guess the other thing is um, Amy Adams was a real tour de force in sharp objects yeah. um she was the the reason you know i think everything else worked uh she's just utterly believable one of my favorite um actors working right now um but but it's the one season of work one and done and to be fair she was the star of the show whereas you know, uh, Carrie Coon was more of an ensemble all the leftovers is always an ensemble mm-hmm. um how do we and now, now why are you throwing Maggie Gyllenhaal? I mean, you're the, right. She's she does great work, but I have a hard time putting it on the level of like what the, the you know, they're doing a Nora Durst and. and even I Erica don't know, Murphy. man, I, I, I remember a few big scenes um, from that season. You know, that was the, the Nick Stoll season, right, where he was. uh uh, gaslighting her. I don't, I don't know what he was doing. Maybe, maybe he was gaslighting her. She thought he was gaslighting her. Uh, there was Corey whole... Stoll. Yep, that's the guy. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not some person like named Nick, Nick Stoll. What? Uh... No, Corey Stoll. Uh, yeah, and I, I just remember a few really big scenes, you know, where she blows up, and then I remember like uh, a few big scenes of her just like at her height sort of directing these movies and just living the life and it was just the the range of that performance is pretty broad compared to something like you know Camille Preaker uh in Sharp Objects where it's pretty much Man. down note the whole time right hmm. it's like i just yeah, be, I guess you're be right. very sad amy adams be be very guess, repressed and sad right. um i'm not knocking her for it but you know, no, I, I, I was thinking the performances. The, when I think when I first thought of her in this role, my first thought was um, the square off she had with like the the feminist and the you know she was trying yeah. to win over as far as like the porn industry and like sex work and like you're primed to think that Candy's going to wipe the floor with them, mm-hmm. um, and then she kind of gets rhetorically put on her put 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 on her back feet. Is that right? Back yeah. put on her heels. Mm-hmm. I think of, you know, the um yeah, I think of her like artistic achievements and and her going right on the the award circuit trying to get her ultimate film produced. I think of uh you know, some of the big defeats she had, like uh I don't know, like god, some of that that that, that her return to porn was pretty pretty dark bleak stuff. Yeah, no kidding. Um so what are you so I but to me I just think that she that's a tier that's that's a tier level below what uh um Amy Adams and, and Carrie Carrie Coon were doing and, and hmm. uh Regina King even. Wow, okay. Um I don't can, can we I, I don't know if I can defend that though. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like the, like the, the, the leftover stuff I 
I loved. Holy shit, I loved it. Uh, it's great. Amy Adams was like my favorite actor for the last two years running. Um, uh-huh. I'm trying. I'm trying to like. I, I'm trying to remember like the big scenes. I remember a couple of scenes, like one where she was. Uh, her well, I, I say one. There are probably fifteen scenes like this where her mother comes in and embarrasses her uh, in front of everyone. Uh-huh. I specifically remember the changing room scene where holy shit, uh, that's devastating. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to weight this because I like all these performances. I love all these performances. They're great. Is there anybody in here who we don't think is going to win? Probably the person we haven't quite talked about yet. Yeah, Maeve, uh, the Tandy Newton, um, because like it's it's kind of like the opposite of the the Nora Durst, um, where like you had this great character that got more nuanced and more amazing as you got to know them, whereas Maeve feels a little bit diminished each season. Mm. Um, not in terms of importance to the plot, because like I think she's. Very important to the plot, but more just in terms of like the work being grounded, believable, um, centered in something that you could, cons- you know, kind of uh, empathize as as a human. You know, uh- <laughs> I would say season one isn't even her best work. Um, it's just it's where she got the win because I guess the competition wasn't as stiff. Like, how are we not going to? you know, come out strong yeah. for leftover season three with Carrie Coon. Like, right. Yeah. Like I, you're right. She might've done better work in season two. Mm-hmm. Like the Akisha episode, right? Like I, I remember like, um, or not the Akisha, the, uh, what, what's the Maeve centric episode in that season? Uh, I can't remember <laughs> the name be. of it. Uh, uh, I, I don't I don't know the, but I know which one I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that's a great episode, right? Um, and she does great work in that episode, but it was probably up against like an amazing season three of The Leftovers. So. Um, yeah, or Sharp Objects. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So Tandy's probably not going to win. So it's it's. Hmm. <clears throat> I feel like it's between, if I'm being honest, I feel like it's between Carrie Coon and Amy Adams. And I kind of want to go Carrie Coon because there is that three seasons of Total Work versus the one. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm I think I'm cool with that. Uh, I, I can't see giving it to Amy Adams over Maggie Gyllenhaal, but I could maybe see Carrie Coon over Maggie Gyllenhaal. Okay. Um, so we might be in agreement on number one, if not number two. <laughs> just yeah. all we need here, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're just trying to pick the 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 mega baldy. Yeah. Um. So, is that what we're going with then? I think so. It sounds pretty good to me. Uh, and you know, maybe it's weighted by. The entirety of her work on The Leftovers, which is sort of unfair uh, to someone like Amy Adams, who only has one shot at it in one season. But, you know, the Baldies aren't always fair. 
Got to go with yeah. our heart. Yep. And, you know, like I just still like that. I, I just looked it up to make sure that shot of her with the sprinklers running down her face and like the water pouring like that yeah. was all from season three. Like this, like from a visual. And that wasn't I. You know, that's the thing is like, I don't that. Do you give Nora credit for that? Do you give the or not Nora? Do you give Carrie the credit for that? Do you give the cinematographer? Do you give the guy right. who the gaffer who lit the the because like uh, by all accounts, that was like a happy accident of a shot that was captured. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of, you know, a lot, it's a, it's a team effort, you know, uh, you have the best performance in the world on a shitty script and a bad production and no one will ever know uh, and vice versa. You can have an okay performance in something, uh, that's, that's amazing and groundbreaking as everybody pulling for you and people would think so like, I, but like, I honestly, um, my guiding principle here is the leftovers is still my favorite show of all time. Right. And like, <laughs> what the fuck? If, 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 if that's not the like deciding factor for a vote, then I don't, I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, no, I'm with you. Uh, I think we got our winner, Carrie Coon for season three of leftovers. Yeah. So woof, lots, lots of drama heading into best drama. Yeah. Uh, we paired off, week, uh, especially Justin- since, Especially since the leftovers is, is camping two spots on, on that exactly. list already. <laughs> I know. Uh, and no other show uh, has that kind of that kind of coverage. So we'll, and we'll it's, see. It's Gee on the list twice too for best drama. That's I, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's it's uh, and it's uh, Justin Thoreau also won for male actor. So hmm. yeah. Hmm. 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 Anyway, you know what? If it gets one more person to watch The Leftovers, it'll all be worth it. So there's your Mega Baldy winner for this week. Uh, Carrie Coon is Nora Durst, Season 3 of The Leftovers. Uh, check it out on HBO. Uh, and please enjoy our uh, re-release of our Mega Baldy winner, runner-up, I should say. Mega Baldy winner, runner-up film, science fiction film, Annihilation. Hey everybody, it's another first run bald movie. Uh, we're here to talk about the interesting experience we had watching Annihilation. I'm assuming it was an interesting experience, or did you sleep through it? Oh no, I didn't sleep through it. Uh, written and directed by Alex Gar- Garland, starring uh, Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson and Oscar Isaac, who's so hot right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Tessa uh, Thompson. Where, also, where have hot, I seen her right now? Yeah, where have I seen her? Before? Uh, she was one of the Valkyries in Thor. Yes, she was the okay. young uh, executive on Westworld. I was gonna say I I remember seeing her recently in a lot of stuff, and She's I just couldn't place plant, her. Planting her flag all up in science fiction. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I thought so. At first, I was fairly bored. Um, I think it took this movie a while to really get going and it has some very sluggish parts at the beginning but god damn if you sit through that if you can if you can stomach the first like half hour 40 minutes of this movie it's amazing like the the ending of this movie is so good <laughs> yeah it's 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 so weird and beautiful and it yeah. reminds me a lot and of terrifying like, and like, all, yeah, it's, no, it's, it is very, very frightening and unsettling. Um, I, it reminds me a lot of like watching 2001. Okay. Where yeah. it's like the, the bulk of a movie is this one thing. And then at the end, it's like completely, it reminds me a lot. Yeah. Uh, it gave me a lot of the arrival yep, vibes. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, but and yeah, like and stuff. It's it's a beautiful it the movie looks amazing. It's 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 got visual I mean if you've seen the trailer 
it's more of that. Yeah, I mean, this thing is a shoe in for Art Direction awards right. everywhere. Right. Uh, I mean, it's going to just blow those awards out of the water. Right. I don't. I don't know how much sense the movie makes, but I don't know that it needs to make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because it's it's about and and you know what? Walking around the movie, I got freshly pissed off at like Prometheus and <laughs> uh, what was the alien bullshit? Uh, uh, yeah, it was subtitle bullshit. Subtitle bullshit. Robot twins. Because uh, this, I should have gotten these feelings watching that those movies, mm-hmm. and I didn't because yeah. you know. They're, they're bad science fiction. Yeah, this, this is, is good a, science fiction. This is a really smart movie. Um, it it never makes the audience feel stupid. Yeah, um, like a lot of the those kind of movies do. Yeah, um, like that Aliens movie, the latest one. Wow, it makes you feel real stupid. You have to buy that these characters are complete dumbasses to keep the action going. This is not the case. Having said that, it does share a lot of like I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just because it's a better film, but I'm not sure why we're letting it off the hook. In a lot of the same ways we let we we did not let uh, the the most recent Alien. What do you mean? I mean, like, what what is the reason that Portman and company go into the Shimmer com- with no hazmat suit on? <laughs> Spoiler alert. I mean, nah. You see Portman go into the Shimmer. Spoiler alert! That trailer uh, in the trailer doesn't give that away. <laughs> sure, it does. I, I like. I'm uh, curiosity. Like, it's it's the thing that drives <laughs> a lot of humanity. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying you can be as curious as you want inside a hazmat. And I, I, I uh-huh. and the thing, it's. I mean, I don't want to spend much time on it because it was only really after I first, my my flash of thought of like why wasn't Prometheus this cool? And then yeah. I thought like yeah they had. Scientists going into an alien place without any kind of precaution, I and mean, this movie did too. And I'm like, well, why did it matter? Because well, I had scientists licking alien eggs. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you're you right. You can't walk they, up to an alien egg, Nat- stick your dick in it, and not have anything bad happen. Natalie Portman wasn't like scraping no. off tree fungus and chopping it up and snorting it, but <laughs> no, right. it wasn't that stupid. But I don't yeah. know. I, maybe maybe I, I don't. I, I mean, I, there are definitely uh, like I will say this is not like a perfectly plotted movie. No. There there are some things that you would probably do differently in a real life situation right. like I don't know send a tether in some, some kind of tethered probe in right they, you just pull back out right but. they said and that's the other thing they said they talked to mess about how they sent in robots and animals yeah and, send in something and tethered and no one's come out like really you can so, physically pull back why not just go in and then like turn yourself about do the hokey pokey come right back out well, hey I got an answer I just, for you I there. just came out I got an answer uh-huh. but yeah, let's not because like, this don't, is more don't get spoilery. Yeah, this is more spoilery uh, thing. I, I will say that it did feel like 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 Close Encounters, like two thousand one, uh, like the arrival that you were dealing with something truly alien. Oh yeah, uh, and I really dig that. Like yeah, this is a yeah. great like if you like sci- if you like science fiction, this is a great science fiction film. And that's why I I kind of let it off the hook for not needing to make sense, right? Yeah, this is this is an entirely alien situation that we're dealing with here and you you have to kind of give it some latitude to be strange and yeah. be almost incomprehensible yeah inexplicable like mm-hmm. okay something weird is happening here we can't tell what it yeah. is and I, I really like that I think I that's mean, why it serves such a, as such a good like it's it's a good horror film too because of the same reason like it's not demons it's not ghosts it's not it's it's something 
like Lovecraftian mm-hmm. um, and, and and insidious and maybe inside you and yeah. that's that's where like it's that's at my nexus of of, of peak horror it's it's <laughs> science fiction it's it's body horror uh, it's it's got genuine creepy visuals and sounds um, and it asks you to expand your thought horizon yeah. essentially what you are willing to comprehend because like <laughs> without going uh, mad right a, a lot of movies don't right a lot of movies say oh sure. here's the alien shoot it shoot it sure right uh independence day you know like i can list a thousand of them sure um even movies like close encounters do that but mm-hmm. this movie felt very different um what else do we want to talk about i, I i've got I, I don't know if this is appropriate to talk about the non-spoiler, but there's a, a note about its production, uh, which I read as um, and, and like a little bit of research I was doing while I was waiting for my wife to get her shit together and get out of theater. Um, so apparently Paramount saw this film and went, huh, this movie's too smart. We 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 think it's 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 going to fail. We want you, Alex <laughs> Garland, to go back and reshoot it to be more of a conventional blockbuster. So what Alex, did they add during that? I'm curious. Well, no, Alex Garland said, absolutely oh, not. I'm not right. going to dumb this film down. And I guess one of the powerful Paramount executives backed him. But the compromise was this is yeah. going to get a limited U.S. release. It's going to be dumped in February. There's hardly any any advertising behind it. Yeah. And three weeks from now, Netflix got the international distribution rights. Three weeks? Paramount's not going to distribute this uh, worldwide. Wow. I feel like that's borderline criminal. Like, I'm glad it's getting, it's going to get out and get a release. And I guess they sold, they sold. uh, That seems so weird. That's almost, that almost feels like you're intentionally sabotaging it. I I mean, mean, if you don't believe, if if you don't think it's going to make money, you know. I can get not marketing it really well, but then to not even release it, not even distribute it. Yeah, I mean, they well, they sold. I guess they sold the rights to Netflix for exactly what the production budget was, which, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> was only forty million dollars. Wow, this movie. I would made, have thought in effects alone they would have spent more than and that. How, I mean, I don't. I, I'm going to. I'm. I'm really interested to see what they're going to make because I will say that this was shown on opening night in one of the smaller theaters in our local theater, and mm-hmm. also you got Black Panther, which is continuing yeah. to fucking dominate. You've got uh, Game Night, which is being released uh, this week. There's also what was the other one? There's another big movie that came out today. Um. I, I I don't know, but I, I just wonder like what I mean. I get it, and Paramount's thinking this is a this is a this is a dumb cerebral science fiction film that's up its own ass and nobody's going to see it. <laughs> so fuck it, just dump it and get rid of it. But boy, I feel like they fucked. I feel like they they screwed up. I feel like this yeah. is going to be one that people talk about for years and years to come. I think it could. Yeah. Um, aside from just minor pacing issues at the beginning, I. And I don't even. Man, I like this movie a lot. Yeah, I because I, I thought it was absorbing from beginning to end. I well, I mean, I have I mean, problems slow. with the slowness of movies. It's like, slow, but I felt like I was at no point was I just like fuck this film. You know, like what is going on? What is going on? What is going on? Sure. Why are people so? What? What's? Well, this is such a weird thing. Yeah, I, there was something that like Arrival did um, a little bit better with its kind of slow plot un- un- unveiling. I guess. Yeah. Um, that. They just didn't do here for me hmm. um, in the beginning, but once it gets going, it, it's 
it's all good from there. Yeah, no, Alex Garland, uh, he is like I I feel like I have not paid his films enough attention because he uh, re- wrote and direct uh, uh, Ex Machina, which I've heard oh, nothing but good uh, things about. Uh, he also uh, twenty days later. Wrote wrote twenty eight days later, mm-hmm. and I think twenty eight weeks later, he wrote yeah. Dread. Uh, he's got like a lot of things that I've really liked. Um, Sunshine, <laughs> okay, yeah, that which makes is, sense. I yeah, I this was thinking is Sunshine. Watching this, this is a this is a much tighter, less fall apart like a souffle at the end. Ver- like like similar, I get a lot of similar feels to Sunshine. Yeah, uh, it has a similar feel to Twenty Days Later, honestly. Yeah. Um, even though that was directed by Danny Boyle, I think they they he properly conveyed the tone to sure. Mr. Boyle. Sure, sure. <laughs> and was like, we need this to be kind of slow. So, yeah, this guy I feel like is, is somebody to, to keep an eye on, yeah. especially if you like smart science fiction, because it seems like that's all he knows how to do. Yes. <laughs> I mean, 28 uh, Days and, and Later horror. was revolutionary for, yeah. for zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it got me, it reinvigorated me in the genre. <laughs> what? It single-handedly invented the fast zombie genre, did it not? Uh yeah, like the the virus zombies. I think yeah. I, most of it up until then. I've was never seen. Like I never undead. saw non shambling zombies, and and before I saw that film, like I can't think. You of might any. be right. I mean, Dawn of the Dead and and Shaun of the Dead came out in like two thousand four. Those are certainly the the classic shambling fast. archetype. What? Uh, Shaun n- of the no, Dead? like Dawn of the Dead was fast zombies. Oh, were they? Yeah. Okay. The, see, the I'm not gonna go again. See you because I'll get my ass kicked every single time when it's a zombie <laughs> knowledge I, off. But I think this came out. Um, I think Twenty Days Later came out in two thousand. So it was before that. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Twenty Days Later. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, do you want to talk about some trailers, and then let's get to the spoiler section, which I don't even sure. know what's going that's going to look like. To oh, be honest, man. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, Gringo, Gringo is a film about a guy who queries a magic marijuana pill across the border, yeah. and it pisses off a drug cartel, and he's kidnapped, and it's hilarious. And I don't have no, I don't give zero, any shit, zero, zero, zero shits about this and film. It, 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 I think they're going for some kind of pun in Gringo, but. Oh. But they spell it like gringo, like yeah. a foreigner American. Like, yeah. So I, man, I don't know. It uh, looks stupid. I saw a new trailer for Pacific Rim Uprising. It continues yeah. to look like the business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see that for sure. Uh, I saw a new trailer for Rampage, which, <laughs> you know, what are they doing? Like, they already showed me that there is... All three classic Rampage monsters, they, they yeah. didn't hold in anyone in reserve, and now they revealed that the fox has got some kind of flying fox, flying squirrel maybe attachment. There's a, maybe there's a fourth monster. He flies. I, I'm just like, what? this movie has is, as much fun as it's probably going to be to see The Rock in this crazy movie, um, because Jumanji, the new Jumanji, uh, w- Welcome to the Jungle, was a lot of fun. Huh. I just, I just okay. feel like they're giving away too much away of this uh, movie. Uh, yeah. Fuck it, Rampage is not a bald movie. Uh, Red Sparrow, I'd seen this trailer before. I do not think you did. I think uh, this film looks pretty, pretty banging. This was an extended one, though I've seen large chunks of it. Okay, before. Okay. Um, but yeah, there there was a little bit more in this. Maybe. What do you think? You still excited for it? Yeah, I still think it's cool. It's coming out next week, though, right? 
I will not be here. Yeah, I think Cecily and I might try okay. to see that. If I can't, uh, it's just tough because I don't have a babysitter for my son that night. Uh, and you so, can't, really and I can't take him to the Red Sparrow. No, I can't take him to Red Sparrow. <laughs> and also, like, a solo movie podcast? I don't know. Daddy, I thought she was going to have sex with him. Why is she killing him? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Maybe we'll be able to work something out. Uh, Mission Impossible 74, Rectal Prolapse. Uh <laughs> I, I don't know how many Mission Impossible this is. It's actually subtitled Fallout. Uh, I will say the same thing I say about every Tom Cruise movie. Tom Cruise's face and body continue to make me think there might be something to Scientology. Because... <laughs> the effects in that movie look good. Yeah, no, I mean, I Mission Impossible movies have never not been fun. Yeah. So, like, I'll probably see it. I haven't seen the last two Mission Impossibles in the theater, but it's a fun franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been much more consistent than James Bond. Oh yeah, uh, like Jason Bourne and James and, and Mission Impossible have largely replaced uh, James Bond and 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 my my culture's uh, consciousness anyway. And finally, another film that I'm really interested in: A Quiet Place. Oh yeah, this is interesting. So this stars John. Is it his name? J- John Krasinski. Krasinski. Yeah. And uh, my my new favorite actress, uh, Emma Emma it, it, shit Emily Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt? Is that her name? I don't know. Fuck. I just, I think I fucked it up. But it's, I don't know. It's a horror film about. I see Emily Blunt's face and it's, it's nothing. Like it's, it's She's a a looper. She's the one that was raving about a looper. Well, I, yeah, I don't remember her. Oh my God. See, now, now it's, you kick my ass in zombies. So I'm going to have to just (laughs) kick your ass period for disrespecting my new favorite actor. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's premises. There is something out there that's hunting humans. Yeah if you make any kind of sound and they show like this family's uh, careful, like, like, like they, they've, they've thought of everything. Everything is soundproof and doesn't make noise. And they've learned sign language until some kid knocks over something and then mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose. Yep. Yeah. looks good. It does. I like that conceit for a film. Like yeah. we, you won't have dialogue right. for a large chunk of it. So right. good luck with that. Um, it's going to, it's going to be like a scary version of Tom Hanks's uh, Castaway. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like watching a tightrope walker or something. Right. Like, can yeah. they pull this off? Yeah. And if if they don't, oh boy! Right. Yeah. Um, and that's the trailers that we saw tonight. Um, yeah. All right. Spoiler time. Uh, I have. I really only have one thing that I definitely want to talk about, which is what, if anything, did Natalie Portman's affair. <laughs> with her colleague at the university have to do with anything. Like, I feel like... I couldn't tell you. Like, I kept on exp- expl- waiting for that to turn the corner like a rival, and you find out that this is some kind of... Like, I thought it was going to be a time loop where, like, Natalie Portman is going to... I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. It must mean something because they showed it twice. Yeah, I kept, like... I kept looking for the human allegory in this film, and I'm honestly not certain that it's there at the end. Like, mm. I... There's some connection between this guy who I assume is not Kane right. and this this woman who I assume is no longer. La, what's her name? Start, I think it starts with an L. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Portman. Shit. Yeah, Natalie Portman's uh, character's name. Uh-huh. I assume she's still her. Lena. Right. Lena. Yes. Thank you. Um, and I kept looking like, what does this have to do with the alien? I don't presence? think. I don't think Lena's what Lena anymore. What does this have either. to do with the mirroring? Right. Like. I couldn't I couldn't quite connect the dots and I, I really want to see this movie again. Yeah, I feel like what we saw was Adam Alien Adam and Eve. 
Like that this is like some kind of panspermia okay. thing, yeah. that this is how the alien like colonizes new worlds and uh I, I, but I don't think it was contained by the phosphorus grenade refracting <laughs> throughout all of its creation because uh-huh. it certainly left behind Oscar. I, and I, I'm pretty no, sure it's almost like the phosphorus, like, like incubated it. Yeah, like turns it into something more stable. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. At the end, like Natalie Portman goes in and kills every every bit of it except what's in her and what's in Oscar Isaac yeah but no you're so yeah the thing that stumbles back down to its alien basement and burns to death can't be literally Natalie Portman unless her body's already that changed like if you you, would you cut her if you cut her open inside would she look like rainbows at that point because that's I don't know I mean such a really interesting look for an alien too like Uh and the way it mirrored her and like it I was really, I was really fucking confounded about what I was seeing and hor- kind mm-hmm. of horrified too. Like when it, for some well, reason, when it held her against the door. When it held her yeah. against the door, I'm like, is it eating her? I, is it merging with her? That's is what it, I thought, maybe. And I was, it was like very unsettling, uncomfortable to watch, but it, it didn't really, it didn't really like pay off kinetically the way I thought it was going to. Yeah, and then when it started, I, I mean, as it's mimicking her, I'm thinking, is it learning from her? Mm-hmm. Like, is it trying to communicate with her? Right. Or understand her better? Right. And it doesn't really, and then she turns into like a visually uh, apparent, mm-hmm. it, it turns into a visually apparent Natalie Portman, and I'm like, right. now I don't fucking know. Right. And then she burns it to death. And I, that it, it mirrored also, like, I don't know if you noticed when they went down and uh, Jennifer Jason Lay was talking about how it's inside her and she isn't sure, like, her face was half-formed when Natalie Portman first came down there, and by the time she whipped around, it, f- so that had already yeah. happened before, and it also obviously happened with Isaac uh, Oscar Isaacs um, but I'm not sure what that's telling us like I feel mm-hmm. like all the pieces are there it's just it's going to take another couple watchings and maybe reading the book and, and uh, getting on forums and talking before I figure it out well I definitely think that that core of like that th- that there is like some incubation that's happening here yeah. and it's not that Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaacs are human necessarily at the end. They are right. some kind of new life form that is emerging of right. whatever this alien presence was and humanity. Right. Um, it's the beginning of a new species and evolution. Sure. And, and, but I don't know like what the speech about, about everything being deconstructed to its smallest parts is like, there's a, right. just a lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah, and then, like, even on the way, on the march to the lighthouse, like, you go past this weird where, like, spinal cords are planted in the ground. Yeah. And there's, like, this array of skulls. Like, has the alien been collecting all of the people that have died and using their matter up? Or, like, why is a bear slowly decomposing and absorbing woman's vocal cords like there's a lot and like they use this like as if this alien field is a prism that refracts light and electromagnetic uh, transmissions and organic matter and mental waves and all this other stuff which doesn't really make sense right but then again like I don't know maybe it's some kind of weird string theory shit where like everything if at its fundamental level is a thing that can be refracted mm-hmm. yeah uh, and then you know like we don't I, I, I it's been a long time since I've really tried to figure out the current understanding of physics but 
it's my understanding that we have like unified some things like electromagnetism and mm-hmm. there's a couple of but we haven't been able to unify all the and there's like a like like the strong and weak nuclear forces figured out, but there, we haven't been able to like add gravity it's a into damn that. Damn gravity! And then a couple and like it hasn't quite been unified, but like if it ever did, like I could see some sort of technology or field that could fuck with that underlying thing that would yeah. make everything else look like it's refracting. So right. like I can't even say it's a completely ridiculous idea. I wish I saw what happened to Tessa Thompson. Because she was turning full mm-hmm. on plant woman, and I think you're just supposed to understand she turned into a plant. But I wanted yeah. to see it. Yeah, I I agree. She was sprouting um, like super fast. Yeah, and that's part of the tension of this movie, and I I do think it it unrolls that pretty well. Like, I have to say, one of the most unsettling things I've seen in a movie in years is that bear scene. Yeah, that is fucking. It's disturbing. Yes, it really is. Uh I mean, the bear alone, like walking in, it's is fucking, pretty scary. And it starts off dark, and it just keeps on. Everything it gets revealed is more and more hideous and yeah. disturbing. And then it opens its mouth and yeah. starts sounding like a woman screaming. Ugh. Yeah, that part made me feel of. Uh, the, have you ever you've seen the Have you seen the movie Descent about them going into the cave? You know, I never got around to that. No, because I really want to. That's one of the more effectively creepy yeah. scenes I've seen. Uh, since the descent, I hear that's amazing. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a, it's a good horror film. Um, but yeah, yo, it's, it's, it's all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, and the other, the other scene that I really think is amazing is when they find the videotape and they cut the guy open. Yeah, he's got these moving intestines, and then they walk to the pool. Uh-huh. And just seeing the aftermath of that is, uh, it's like. Yeah, it's like concept I art know, from man. The Last of Us, you know. I did get Last of Us vibes, yeah. And I, I, every time I see a body in these circumstances, I expect it to like come to life and start jingle jangling, <laughs> and that's like I'm yeah. such a sucker for that shit. Still, uh-huh. like it's it's surprised. Like I I don't like I don't know what. Like, I could be watching a goddamn pirate film or something, and they come across a dead body, and I think it's going to get up and start dancing. It's going to freak me out. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, and I think that's one of the things why the, the tension in the horror works so well is because they they start off with, like, the alligator, right, or the crocodile, whatever right. it is. The shark shark Sharkadile, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know which is indigenous to uh-huh. the southern coast of wherever the fuck they are. Uh-huh. Maryland. Uh, oh, yeah, gators are all over Maryland. Right. Is that even true? Because I have no idea. Ceci looked up the national park, and I think it is in Maryland. Oh. So, so mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, so they start off with that, and it's something that is weird but not that weird right it's like a form that we're familiar with it's now bino gator right it has some fucked up teeth yeah okay got shark teeth got it cool and then they unveil the bear Mm -hmm. which is definitely more fucked up yeah and then by the end of it when they get to the mirroring alien entity it's like okay that's full-on crazy yeah like i was like the whole time when uh jennifer jason leave i start throwing up rainbows and string theories uh, i'm like what the fuck oh, is going yeah. on and then it can and it collapsed in that like weird mandelbrot fractal eyeball uh-huh. that yep. that natalie portman's looking at and i'm like are you just gonna like jump into its mouth i thought the- she was gonna merge with it yeah, yeah i did well she kind of did it took a, uh-huh. a drop of her blood and then it turned into that weird metallic crystal slender man that started stalking her yeah uh, i wonder if it's like the kind of the opposite of what happened to all the other people. Like the other people had a piece of the alien inside them yeah. and she gave herself to a the alien. The, but the, yeah. Yeah, but if, if the alien wanted that, 
that genetic material is laying all around, you know? Sure. Yeah. Like, why does it give, why, why, like, I mean, that's the thing, I guess, like, one of the cool concepts is that, much like evolution, evolution doesn't have a plan, it just... Mm-hmm. It's just shit that happens. It's it's yeah. it's uh, you know biological processes uh, playing out over eons of time, and you have talking apes and the microphones about the fucking science fiction movie. Uh, like, there's a couple points where people tried to opine what this intelligence, if it is intelligence, wanted, and everybody's like, I'm not even sure if that's a word you can use to describe it. And I yeah. felt like. Yeah, because it's just perplexing. I have no idea, no idea yeah. what its mission was. Like I said, could be that it just colonized Earth. Uh, I don't know. I'm very yeah, curious to how I, the rest of the novels go, too. It's totally possible it's not even on a mission, right? It's, it's yeah. just a freak accident. Like, it it crashed on Earth. Right. It, maybe it wasn't even, like, out on a mission or anything. It was just on a thing that happened to collide with Earth, and yeah. now here we are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't I don't know I don't know what to make about like the the the, the weird time lapses that were happening in there and the mental lapses and things like that, except for that's like I guess the expression of the the alien field manipulating them and starting to just start to change how they're put together. Mm-hmm. Um why if alien Oscar Isaac stumbled out of that place I was confused about. So, did he literally stumble out of that place and start walking along the coast? Did they? Did, do they live somewhat close to the installation site? I couldn't because I'm not sure how they found, like how he found her. Then how the cops knew to come and bust the ambulance up and try to take him to the hospital, and also why Alien Oscar Isaacs has human anatomy to the point where they're like successfully giving him triage. I, I a lot of that stuff like, doesn't make sense. Maybe. So, so there's this like this idea of you know subdividing cells mm-hmm. and subdividing and subdividing and mm-hmm. immortality through that, and mm-hmm. I wonder if there's some kind of meaning to that for the pair of not quite humans that we see at the end. Like right. Oscar Isaac's is the first one, but their and eyes go out identically, and the in which I think you're supposed to understand that they're the they're same. They're one and the same, yeah. yeah, but, yeah so yeah. he goes out of this whatever it is, this mm-hmm. cell. The shimmer, whatever the shimmer. Uh-huh. Um, if you think of it like a cell, he is subdivided from the cell, and he right. is bringing his wife into the thing, and then she becomes one, and it's almost like this like egg and sperm. Like they're creating, yeah. yeah like the the cell is subdividing by mm-hmm. sending pieces of itself out to collect more pieces or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm desperately grasping at straws to try and make sense of it. I wonder. So. You go back for a second crack at this movie. Are you hoping to understand it more, or are you kind of secretly hoping that it's just as inexplicable, but in a uh, satisfying way? I, I think I go in hoping to understand it more, yeah. but if I come out not having understood it anymore, uh, I'm, I think I might be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm the same. Like, I, I almost kind of am rooting for it to be unsatisfyingly incomprehensible, like a true Lovecraftian, like you just had a brush with something bizarre and beyond your understanding and you're lucky to have survived it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no amount of th- thinking or pondering that's going to make all the pieces fit in because you're dealing with something truly cosmic and and and, and alien. Uh, and I'd be fine with that because uh, there's not a lot of movies that kind of scratch that particular itch. Yeah. And movies that 
I, I guess I like movies where humans sort of feel out of place in the universe. Right. Like they're, they're we are kind ideas, of the masters of our universe. Right. Their ideas of what is and should be are just simply, are, I guess, pushed to the limits and tested, you mm-hmm. know? Um, like saying, okay, just because humans view this a certain way doesn't mean it actually is that way. Mm-hmm. And and there might be things out there that either A, mm-hmm. view things very differently, or B, have no viewpoint on it at all, right. even though they're alive. Right. They're, they're simply doing what those beings do. Right. Because I was kind of like, I think it's interesting if you think about an amoeba. It doesn't yeah. have a brain or even a nervous system. Right. But it still locomotes and eats things. Yep. And that's its goal. Yeah. Uh, and, but it, and you reproduces. can't ask it what its goal is. No. It doesn't fucking know, yeah. but it does that thing. Yeah. And it's like, to me, that is super fucking incredible. I saw yeah. on Reddit like up last week, there was uh, someone had like an electron scanning microscope and made a movie of like a protein chain transmitting, tr- um, moving, moving a, a, a particle of something along a protein channel in a cell. And I hmm. shit you not, it it looked like the brooms from the Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> it's this one long chain. It was hooked to this big sphere, and it had two, what I can only describe as legs, but it was walking along this like, little path and dragging this thing behind it. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's fucking happening inside me, inside yeah. one of my cells. And like it looks like a, this macro world and... Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, I talk about the amoebas like, well, shit, we've got these macrophages inside. They're just like that. But it's also me. Yeah. That's kind of how I think of humanity a lot of the time. And it's it's one of those things uh, where, like, I come back to this concept every once in a while where humanity could essentially be like the brain of the universe. I, and- too, have dropped acid, Jim. <laughs> I, I'm on your way <laughs> Well, now you have no. to qualify that by either saying I've dropped acid or I've seen annihilation. Right. One of the two. Right. I've, I've dropped acid and seen annihilation. Right. Um, but it, that's you how you understand as, like it. the neurons of the universe. Yeah, right. right? Like we're doing we're, the things we're, that we're meant to we're do. We're the emergent process by which the universe can perhaps understand itself. Right. Exactly. Uh, I think that's a truly interesting concept. It is is and probably not scientifically falsifiable so sure uh now with our current perspective no yeah no i you're 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 right you're right i and man what what else is there to talk about this i guess the other thing is this movie is almost entirely a female cast Uh but you don't i like i only realized that on in retrospect Oh, really? Because they say it in the movie. They're like, oh, a, a group of all females? They, 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 they make that utterance, huh. yeah. Okay. And I was like, yep, that's what's happening here. Right, but it's not It's not like the female, although I got to say that when they go into the tree line, it does look like the female Ghostbusters. <laughs> They're all wearing all these like jumpsuits, and, and they have this yeah. big pack with the big yellow protuberance at the back. Yeah, it's like, right. um, uh, but but it's, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's not a big deal. Sure. Uh, they're shooting guns and they're, uh, you know, losing their shit and keeping their shit together at various points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie Portman, as always, great. Natalie Portman is really, really good. Tessa Thompson is really good. I, Je- Jennifer Jason Leigh was was really good. Uh, I don't. I forget the girl who gets not the this the first one that gets killed by the bear, but the second one. I thought she was really interesting mm-hmm. uh, and 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 appealing uh, too. Um, 
but I've yeah, never seen her I, in anything else. Uh, like I, I try to, you know, she reminds me a lot of the spunky uh, Latina Marine from like Aliens. I think she was meant to evoke that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely got it too. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of stuff that this movie evokes. Uh-huh. A lot of other movies. Uh, but yeah, I I really uh, I had a problem with her when she started going crazy. Well, I know she's going crazy. That's what I'm saying. She's like, losing her damn mind. Yeah, <laughs> I like I, I can't d- give her too much shit. But yeah, she's she's articulating the very problem with the thing she's doing as she's doing it. Right. But on the other hand, I don't understand why Lena did lie about why she went in there and why she was chosen for the mission and all that. Like it, it seemed like uh, a sketchy thing to do. I don't know. I mean, of. I, I suppose maybe like these if, women are all sitting there talking about the sergeant who survived and who left and what a yeah. weird thing that is. And you're sitting That's there the and you're not going to be like, yeah, totally my husband. And mm-hmm. also when uh, Stackhouse or whatever, the, the, the first woman to, to die starts talking about who you lost your husband, he's killed it. Like that. There's multiple times where she could have just come clean and it wouldn't have been weird. And I'm not sure why I'm not sure why it's almost like they needed to have this like, um, you know, divide between the commander who we find out has got cancer and wasn't going to make it out. And she's fatalistic anyway. And the, I guess, crew and you needed Natalie Portman to be tied torn between those two extremes. But it, it felt a little in a little written and engineered. I feel like maybe it has to do with the way that people treated her at the school um, at John Hopkins University, because she she very much didn't like, uh, I guess, being an object of pity. Uh, even though she was perpetuating that by being sad sack most yeah, of the time. Yeah, I, don't think the, I don't know that these women would, would, would do well, that. Well, she didn't want to risk it. Like, that, that's the most important part. Like, she wanted this to, she wanted them to not view her strangely huh. because of this. And ha- however, I will say, like, I understand why she did it. Uh-huh. I understand why they would be pissed off when they found out. Right. Like, the, your motives m- right. here might be entirely other than keeping us alive right and you're tying like your fingerprints are squiggling and your brain <laughs> right. feels like it's itchy and you're just gonna fucking tie everybody up until you get to the bottom of all this uh-huh um yeah no like i like th- that that didn't feel th- like the only frustration i ever felt was why aren't these people going in with with like you know bio suits on yeah um but you know they're restricting. It know, wouldn't have made it. Gotta... Yeah, and it wouldn't have made a difference. It's like it all, it, it, it's like the first time a gator grabs your leg, that thing's gonna get torn, and you're gonna be compromised. And now mm. what? Like so, like and, and they could have had cause to ditch them like early on, right? Sure. Like, you know, they realize, oh shit, this these hazmat suits are doing nothing, right? Like my fingers are all itchy, my fingerprints right. are moving. Like, like Natalie Portman could have done a blood analysis and saw her ra- her 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 blood cells have turned into rainbow warriors and been like, well, fuck the suits, I guess. Right. Yeah, I just, but you know, I would, I guess, I would have appreciated since literally everyone that comes outside is dealt with with full hazmat suits. Like I know they yeah. have them; they're around. So fucking, you know, like if you keep losing people, maybe. Maybe suit them up. Yeah, even even in the eighties, Stranger Things was doing that. Yeah, Hawkins Lab was doing that shit. Yeah, I mean, you might get a nothing but a bloody belt back, but at uh-huh. least you tried. At least you fucking tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, minor complaint. Um, is there anything else to talk about? 
I don't know. I just I can't get over how beautiful this film is. Yeah, uh, like it's even, easily the coolest thing I've seen. Even the shimmer effect. Like I want to describe like a soap bubble, but it's so much more. There's yeah. so much visual complexity going on in the shimmer effect itself. Yeah, and the and then you add like the landscapes and the the effects of just like those crystalline the trees and the trees. And then when they yeah. all burst into flames at the end and they're collapsing in on themselves, that shit is yeah. You know, it out mother's mother for yeah. like just just jaw breaking, incomprehensible visuals. Um, and then that crazy uh, the eyeball ish thing that you were talking about at the end. Yeah, it's just I, I mean, if this doesn't win art direction awards i don't know what the fuck is going on in hollywood <laughs> yeah yeah i hope the movie makes a lot of money but it sounds like paramount's not planning on it like and maybe yeah. I, I don't know what it's what it's it's releases but like i guess they could dump this out in like 1500 theaters uh and you know when it comes out on netflix pull it and but it just seems like a damn shame because i tell you what this movie kind of needs i mean it, it's it's one of those movies where it definitely helps to see it on the big screen like it's a it's oh, a visual yeah. spectacle, and I kind of feel sorry for people who are going to watch this fucking thing on their cell phones and on their computer tablets and on even their, you know, sixty inch plasmas at home or whatever. Like yeah. it's it's not going to be as awesome as seeing it in a really good. Because the other thing is, holy shit, the sound design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to uh, mention that the sound design is really amazing and unsettling and unnerving and alien too, and. Um, like a lot of times when it get when shit gets loud, I get annoyed because it. But like it just felt very loud and like omnipresent, but not ear splitting. Mm-hmm. Like it, it you know, it felt majestic and aw- awesome, but not like overpowering the way like explosions can get in the third act of you know superhero movies. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's 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 great. It's great. The cast is awesome. Uh, it's it's. It's smart, like you said. Um, it's very inventive. I'm man. I just feel really. I feel like it's pretty cool that we're living in like a golden age of science fiction that's kicking yeah. off right now. Like between this and uh, the arrival, I can't think of a better like two year stretch of, of science fiction science fiction cinema. Hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like. Like like Around what if contact time like contact was really cool when it right. came out but like um, like like what if like nineties uh, I know what if like two, <laughs> what if two thousand and one uh, and close encounter had come out within two years of each other yeah um I it's just and they're both like unconventional science fiction movies too right right like, the arrival is is a science fiction movie that is mostly based on language. Sure. Like it doesn't. It's it's not a lot of like scary aliens. Yes, there are aliens in it, but it and it's all about the language and, and the way and, they communicate and, and 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 how it changes your perception of time and causality. Yeah. And this one is about God knows what. I'm not even sure at this point, but it's really interesting. It does feel like the beginning of something because like yeah. when I found out that this is part of a three novel series, that 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 feels this does feel like the conclusion of a first day. It's, I mean, it, it's it's self contained and satisfying to itself, but it does oh, feel yeah. like this is the beginning of something, and you want to know what happens next. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, I don't know. I don't know if there's I, I Cecily also who she uh, she read the entire Wikipedia article for the book before she saw the movie because she's crazy <laughs> like that. My girlfriend's read the book, so like she was telling me a little bit about it. She said that from what she could tell from the 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 reading that this is almost completely different from the book, yes. other than the fact that uh, 
you know, Natalie Portman's husband comes out and she goes in. Yeah, Natalie Portman's character is entirely different. Hmm. Like, not in the military, uh, not... It ha- never cheated on her, her husband, like... Yeah, why is that in I don't there? know why they added those two things to the movie. I Actually, I know why they added the military stuff. It makes a lot of sense yeah, for that yeah, character. Right. Because um, she needs some of the tools that the military would give you. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I don't know why they added the stuff with her husband. And and cheating cheating on it with the other professor. I, yeah. That, I, that's that's got to be a key, right? Because she also says something like... I mean, doesn't he assert something along the lines of "It's you're afraid that he knows or he's found out or has he found out? or? Mm-hmm. And she says, yeah, he knows. Or, but what does that, what does that mean? I don't know. And I, I, I see the ending of this movie and I think like yeah, there's some allegory with her killing herself, like the self of her that she doesn't like. And then she goes and hugs her pseudo husband at the end. And I, right. I don't fucking know. I don't know, man. I need to see it again. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, I <laughs> but think it was a hell of an experience. I I think that is the movie. Um, again, if I can get a babysitter for my kid, we will be back with Red Sparrow next week. If not, um, I think regardless, uh, you'll still be in Italy during uh, on May March 9th for a Wrinkle in Time. Something that Cecily and is I'm ex- not interested in that anyway. Right. Something Cecily has expressed interest in seeing. Okay. Uh, so I think we'll probably go see that. And I think that's that's that was. Uh, I mean, I read that in I think fifth grade. Yeah. Um, or I was supposed to read in fifth grade. I did not. I've actually not read oh, this book. Cheater! Did you get the Cliff Notes? Well, did it you wasn't do your book it, report. It wasn't assigned reading. It's like mm. my fifth grade teacher was trying. My my English teacher was trying to like. I don't know. She's like noticed that I really like reading science fiction, and she's like, "Well, this won a Newbery Award." And I started reading it like, and I got five pages in. Like this has no starships. There is no <laughs> lightsabers. There is no guns or aliens. You may, you madam, have sold me a bill of goods. <laughs> what is this bullshit? So I I I, I didn't actually read it. Um. But it kind of, I don't know. I can't, I can't figure the movie out, but uh, you know just from the trailers, be... it looks like uh, almost an Alice in Wonderland, but with a weird time travel, fifth dimensional yeah. plot shoved up its ass sideways. I don't know. The real shame of it is going to be that Wrinkle of Time is going to win all the Art Direction Awards. Because they put, they they because they, they sprinkled Oprah Winfrey with some right. glitter. Yeah, no, it looks and it's like, gonna fucking win all the awards. Annihilation is gonna get forgotten. And yeah, although I mean, I I mean, I, I mean, I maybe Wrinkling Time looks amazing. Um, it doesn't. It does have an interesting Alice in Wonderland by way of Willy Wonka vibe to it. But yeah, how you? I mean, I, I mean, I guess Doctor Strange. Mm, is yeah. is similar kind of jaw dropping, but without any anywhere near the heft or like uh, mental stimulation to it. Yeah, like it's just like this is a conventional uh, comic book fight, but we're going to like make it six dimensional so it blows your mind instead of just guys standing there punching each other. They uh-huh. could just be they're just guys punching each other in green screen, but there's some Rubik's cube shit <laughs> happening in the background uh, and things uh, the water's flowing uphill. So. Woo! Or this is just just genuinely weird and and amazing. I will say, like watching the trailer, I didn't get like a tenth of the awe. Yeah, that, that you get from actually watching, which the is movie. amazing because a lot of the big visuals, the crocodiles there, the deer with the branches in its heads there. Yeah. Um, I th- maybe the bear not. 
the Bob the Shimmer so. effect is in there. But like the the the, the third act, they completely yeah. kept a third act hidden. And, and I was very where... worried when I saw the trailer that I had seen all of this movie. Sure. Uh, that's the one thing that I, I said when we talked about the trailer is I think I've seen this movie already. Yeah. I had not seen this movie. Right. Yeah. No, the third act really really makes it. It builds up into something that is suitably weird and and uh awesome. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, we will be back either next week for Red Sonia, definitely for Wrinkling Time, uh, and then uh, we've got some things that we've pre we've pre recorded that we can release during Jim's uh, absence as he goes towards the mother country. <laughs> and uh, uh, is, is the mother country to fatherland with you Italians? Uh, you take your pick. Yeah, yeah. It's going back to the big bowl of pasta. Uh-huh. The, the, yeah, the, whatever. Man, swim in the marinara lakes. There you go. There you go. Yep. Paddling down the breadstick canal, and uh, we'll be back. At some point in the future, uh, through the shimmer, it's refracting everything, including my and my outro. <laughs> this actually is coherent if you look it through in six dimensional space. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>